0: And welcome back to Heavy is the Crown. I am your host, Vector Lin, joined with my co-host once again over Zoom, Nicole Retrograde. Hello. Hi, how are you today?
1: I'm doing just fine. How are you?
0: A little excited.
1: You do sound it.
0: I'm always I'm excited. A
1: little excited. Are you mocking me? Yes.
0: Anyway, I'm excited today, because after a long time of rumors and a delay, Shinedown's... Uh, Leave a Whisper, Us and Them, Amar- Sound of Madness, Amarellis, Dutch of Survival, Attention to Attention. Seventh studio album, Planet Zero, is released. And just like we did with Scoring the End of the Earth by Motionless and White, We will be doing a track by track listen of a track by track reaction of this album. And now this album has a few interludes per se of like songs that are less than a minute. So we're going to tack those on to the songs that come after those and just react to both those together rather than doing a little reaction on a 30 second interlude. How does that sound, Nicole?
1: scrumptious
0: what an interesting word
1: i'm glad you say so
0: anyway we're gonna start off with our first two songs the intro being called 2184 followed immediately up by no sleep tonight you're familiar with that one nicole aren't you
1: i am nocturnal
0: whatever anyway first two songs here we go (laughs) Hmm, um, I'd say an interesting start to the album, and I'm not, I'm not talking really about the song, I'm, I'm very hung up on the intro, the 2184, Mm -hmm. because, have you ever seen Stranger Things, Nicole?
1: That I have not.
0: Hmm, okay, um, Loki, I think that Loki would be the next best example.
1: That I have seen.
0: You you know those like old time like you know what was her name Mrs Time or whatever Mhm Clocksworth whatever it was What was
1: Mid. it I, I don't recall
0: Mrs Minutes that was it
1: That sounds about right
0: Um you know how she was like that 50s almost retro kind of character Yeah You are you familiar with those kinds of like that era of commercials
1: I believe so That that's no.
0: what the intro sounded like to me It sounded like a 70s, 80s kind of commercial. Mm -hmm. Which is very interesting because that's not something we've seen in any of the singles released. I believe you've heard some of them. I don't know if you've been following this album as much as I have. Yeah. But the tone of this album isn't really a retro look. It's more of a look back on the past year, couple of years and what's going on. At least that's what Brent Smith, the front man said in one of the interviews he did. Um, and so to have this kind of, not glam rocky, but all, like chimey little chime, for lack of a better word, at the beginning is a very- interesting way to start in my opinion based on what i've heard and i'm interested to see how the rest of the album goes mm. and that was a 23 second clip i haven't said anything about the song yet but i'll let you go now
1: um i i agree pretty much with the introduction as well i just wrote you know that it, it very much reminded me of like an 80s vibe um, but it also sounded like an introduction to, like, an 80s kind of movie. Right. Or it almost kind of reminded me of, like, something that would play when you're on, like, a ride at, like, Disney or something like that. That's what it reminded me of.
0: Yes, I very much agree. Um, so I guess for the intro, I'll give a five out of... I feel like I can't even rate the intro because there was nothing... There was. Not much to go off of, but No Sleep Tonight, once again, felt a little lighter than the other singles that we heard, Planet Zero and Saints of Violence and Induendo." specifically Daylight was more of a calmer song, so you can't really compare it to that, but it was interesting, Mm -hmm. because like, I don't know, I didn't love it at first, but the more times the chorus went on, it grew on me. But I wouldn't say so far it's my favorite on the album based off of what I've heard so far. I understand it's track number two, but that's just my thing. And I I, I was able to see the message they were going for and stuff, which I thought was pretty cool. But overall, it just was just uh, nothing that really stood out to me about that song.
1: That's fair. Um, Your thoughts? I, I also thought that this is also kind of gave me like an 80s vibe, but less yes, of Yes, I did like, hear that too. Yeah, like a little different from the introduction, but definitely like 80s rock kind of vibe. Um, and I too will not be getting any sleep tonight. I simply don't do that.
0: Of course you don't.
1: And I, I enjoyed the song.
0: I, I did too, but just not as much as I've grown to like other Down songs and that could just solely be because of I've had time to listen to them rather than this first time around
1: Need it to which, grow is why,
0: th- which is why really my issue with reaction stuff like a first reaction is good and all but like you really can't get your truest feelings on the song because sometimes you grow into a song
1: we'll have to do an update later on this is how I truly feel
0: Year a year later, how do I <laughs> feel about Planet Zero? Well,
1: I'll see you in a year from now. <laughs> oh, I hope if I, I don't block have to see you by you in a then. Year. What? If I don't block you by then. Anyway, twenty one eighty
0: four. Feel like I can't rate because there wasn't much to go off of. No sleep tonight. Seven out of ten.
1: I don't know what i'm basing this off of because you are more of a of a a well-known fan of shine down than i am but i i think i will give it a six of ten
0: okay fair enough moving on to the first single and title track of the album planet zero (music) and nicole I was going to say you go first to give your first reaction, but that is not the case, as you've heard this on Crown when we've played it several times, actually. This is true. So, yes, this is like when we reviewed Motionless's album. There are a few songs we won't be able to give our first impressions of because they would have already existed. Um, But this song came out in January. Way, way long ago. Seven months.
1: Don't do that to me. Seven months. Oh, goodness. It was
0: originally, this album was originally supposed to come out in April or May. uh, But because of a vinyl shortage, I believe, they pushed it back. So everybody could enjoy the album at the same time, which I think was a very cool move. Interesting. But yes, I have heard Planet Zero before, several times. Um, but I can say my first impression scared me a little bit. I wasn't too sure how I felt about this song when I first heard it. And I was going into it with, mm, if this is the title track, I don't know how I feel about the rest of the album. I can say since then, it has definitely grown on me. It is a fun song to sing along to. And I really like it. And it's comparing it to Motionless in terms of first singles released. There's this theme of like this interplanetary thing that seems to be setting the theme of the album. We saw it with Motionless and White with Cyberhex. And they mm-hmm. went even in their uh on stage presence and aesthetic, they went through this whole sci-fi change. They've had the armor on the little lines painted on their face all that kind of stuff which was vastly different to their more gothic appearance from disguise and beforehand and this and planet zero seems to be the same thing for shinedown not only beating the title track but also kind of setting the tone of the entire album with this metaphor of planet zero This is where you give your opinion.
1: All right. Well, when I first heard this song, I thought it was really great. Um, again, this might be the first song that I've known by Shinedown, like knowing it was them. Right. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And, you know, when you've played it, I liked that song as much as I wouldn't like to admit that I'd like stuff that you've introduced to me. Um, I will say...
0: Baby. Represent.
1: Moving on, Um, if I could think of any song that this reminded me of, in an interesting way it reminded me of a song called Icky Thump by The White Stripes and almost every time that I've heard this song I think about that one Um, and it sounds like a a harder version of that song and so I really enjoyed that. Um, Also one thing that I don't know if I really like picked up on with the whole theme is that I like that they had the countdown in the song because it you know reminds you of like you know it it makes me think of space travel and taking off and all that that was my thing too and um i like i don't know how to describe it but it's almost like out of place elements of oh i associate that with something else and it's not something that i'd expect in a song right um similarly how there's like other like spoken pieces of like if someone has like a phone call or something just like an element that's takes that's different from like just how the song's been. I enjoy uh, implementing that. So I, I realized that I really like having that in the song. And um, I also enjoy um, the visuals of like we're, we're watching lyric videos and I enjoy the, the cover art and all that kind of stuff. I am and-
0: glad you brought that up because mm. I wanted to talk about this lyric video specifically. And we'll probably mention elements of other ones later on depending on what they're like but um if you didn't know uh throughout the promotion of this album shinedown created in alphabet like a cipher code to go along i don't know if you can see it i'm pretty sure i'm sharing the screen right now Mm -hmm. and so next to uh a lovely picture of brent is the key for the code and Mm -hmm. i don't remember exactly but in the lyric video in the background they were flashing up some of these letters mm-hmm. and uh we would have to go back and maybe decipher them maybe they're spelling out something or maybe they're just ambiance for like hey this code is going to be important throughout the album because i know um i'm subscribed to text from them and there's a lot of different things uh where like go head to the cipher and decode this i've never actually done it because um, as a kindergarten dropout I still struggle with our normal English alphabet so getting into another one would be a whole big thing that being said Planet Zero score for how I feel about it now and not first impressions 9 out of 10
1: I would actually have to agree on that that's what I was going to give it
0: I'm glad I can introduce you to something you like and have you agree on my score.
1: We're not talking about this.
0: Anyway, next up, we have another interlude type song. So our next two songs will be Welcome and Dysfunctional You, which is how I feel working with you, Nicole. Of course. Nicole, the song's over. It's time to give your thoughts on it.
1: Oh.
0: Hi. Welcome back to the show. What did you think?
1: I thought this was good. That's it? Oh, <laughs> that's not it. Um, I was going to say... That I enjoy the song, and it, it doesn't, it's very, it's different from the other songs that we've heard so far, in my yes. opinion, because it's, it's a little bit of a more, like, tamer vibe and, like, a little more calmed down, um, but at the same time, I feel like that does help with, like, it seems like these lyrics are a little bit more, like, raw than the other ones. Yes,
0: that's the word I and was looking for.
1: It, it matches the vibe of that so that you really can pay attention to the lyrics um, of this song, and I, I thought that that was a good match um, with the lyrics and the vibe of the song. Um, Very much agreed. Also, I enjoyed um, again, the aesthetic of the lyric video that went along with it, because yes. I liked the, um, the like tape. I know... Um, Twenty One Pilots did that with yellow tape during uh, the Trench era of the music. They did a lot of that with the yellow tape. So I, I enjoyed that.
0: Yes, I, I was going to say thank you for finding the right word for me. Um,
2: cool. My first
0: reaction to the song was, oh, it's very crass uh, with the opening lines being suicide, suicide, one, two, three. But I realized that wasn't the right word as we listened more into the song Uh, because the song is really all about accepting yourself that much is evident and there was one line uh, i believe in the chorus that as much as i hate thinking of this person uh reminds me of something our one of our digital marketing people said uh kyle said uh before we fired the traitor uh he had a tendency of saying something along the lines of uh if we were all normal we'd be boring and I think that is the encompassing theme of this song. Mm-hmm. And I I rather enjoyed that. It, it's a kind of a juxtaposition. It's talking about all this things that people probably wouldn't look too fondly on, like dysfunctional stuff, We're using words like that. But at the same time, it's saying, accept that because that's you and you are you. So I like the juxtaposed, of the word choice, but also the message of the song. I agree. So overall, another 7 out of 10 for me. Because once again, this is another album where they put a much slower song than the previous ones so early in the album like we Mm -hmm. saw with porcelain with motionless and white.
1: Um, I'm gonna say that I need you to stop reading my mind because it's getting a little bit uncomfortable for I too was going to give this a seven out of 10.
0: Apologies, but I'm not gonna stop. Anyway, welcome to, we need to talk about that little interlude. Are you okay?
1: What do you mean by that Vector? What? Are you listening? Get out.
0: Uh, I mean, there's not much going on up there, so it's fine. Anyway, uh, welcome. We need to talk about too because that didn't. Unfortunately, we got interrupted by an ad break on YouTube because I am uh, slightly poor and cannot afford premium. But to me,
1: though, they say.
0: To me, it seemed like they didn't connect at all. Mm -hmm. In fact, it seemed like Welcome and 2184 connected Mm
2: -hmm.
0: if you took out the songs between them. And I could be wrong. And I meant to mention this about Planet Zero 2. But um, I'm very certain that that's what played while Shinedown was walking out onto stage when I saw them live. Mm. It might be some kind of version of that. I don't know if it was that ex- specifically, but it was very much that voice and some kind of speech like that,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which I thought was cool. But once again, it's got that '80s Stranger Thing kind of tone to it.
1: Yeah, I I definitely think the two match the the two. Um, what are they called? Like like interludes. interludes. I would call them do match each other and it did feel a little bit jarring like the difference between right that and then the song that played even before or after it um but it very much continued the vibe of you're on some sort of ride um even if it's not like you know disney ride it's like you know a travel like journey kind of experience um i totally agree And it's interesting, it does take you back to that kind of, like, bit that they're creating for the album, but it is very different from the song that plays after it. Um, I will say, um, the welcome tickled my brain a little bit. In In what way? The the sound of it. Um, Yes. I don't know how else to describe it. It just went like this. I understand. And that's that's what I've
0: got. And I, I want to point out that this interlude thing is not exactly new to Shine Down. In their 2018 album, Attention Attention, they they did an intro uh, where it was like all this heavy machinery, and then somebody coming in and just like sitting down and stuff, like you heard like a chair scraping, a door opening, all that kind of stuff. And then they ended the album uh, on that too, of like this person, the person from the intro being like relaxing and just like taking it all in. Cause that was a concept album. I also want to mention one last thing real quick about Welcome, um, because they it seemed so jarring with the song that followed it. It reminded me of Black Veil Brides. Uh, it was their 2012 album, Wretched and Divine, where throughout the album, they had these interludes called Fear Transmissions that pushed the story forward. Which makes me wonder if Planet Zero is also somewhat of a concept album slash rock opera like Attention Attention or Wretched and Divine was.
1: I mean, not even being able to compare it to that. That's what I understood. Yes. I figured it was kind of going along that kind of vibe.
0: Well, we'll find out soon because we have one more song and then another interview, so We'll cover that soon, but right now we're moving on to the next song, The Dead Don't Die. All right, now we're getting back into Shinedown. I like that one a lot. That one, so far out of what we heard, was the most in line with Planet Zero. Excluding the interludes but out of the one oh okay out of the one two three four songs we four actual songs we've heard that one is the most in tune with what planet zero gave us at least instrumentally the lyrics here felt connected more with dysfunctional you but in a different font, as you would say. would. So, I liked it a lot. A spoken pre-chorus is something I don't think I've ever heard in a song before. I've heard spoken bridges, like in Wolf in Sheep's Clothing by Set It Off. And in... Face to Face and This is Your Sign, both by Citizen Soldier. But having it twice within the same song as the pre-chorus, I think is something I have yet to discover. And I really like it.
1: I like that as well. I thought it was an interesting choice and I felt like they executed it nicely. Yes. Um, And that contributes to what I mentioned when we were talking about... um, Oh now i'm forgetting that's great anyway uh, using elements that aren't typical of songs where you include spoken word are
0: you um, referring to what you said about motionless where they skipped his voice
1: um no i i just mentioned it here in another one oh. when it was like the uh, the countdown i think that was it no that's uh, it. yes yes um i like the utilization of elements like that because it's it, I mean, you see it a little bit more commonly than like, I, it's it's not like nobody does stuff like that, but I like the elements of, you don't expect spoken word in a song
2: right. of this often.
1: vibe, not too often and I thought they did that well um, Also uh, I, I did also compare it to uh, Planet Zero, the single because um, again, coming into this album, only really basing it off of knowing that one song, a song like this song is what I expected coming into it. Um, And I really enjoyed it.
0: Yes. And one last thing I wanted to say. Do you know what the word reprieve means? Pass. I'll take that as an... I don't either. And that's why I bring up this point. So reprieve, looking it up, means cancel or postpone the punishment of. And that is a word that I would bet not most people know the definition of. At least the mo- most average people. And I say that because I admire Plus them for using... you're incredibly average. Joke's on you, I'm below average. I'm different. But I say that Because so often in my writing, I wanted to use big words or words you don't typically hear in a song because the rhyme, because it worked with the rhyme and it worked with the story. However, I was always dissuaded from using them because I'm like, these aren't typical words you would hear in a song. And so for them to have reprieve, which... I wouldn't know going into it and you didn't know going into it. And I, like I said, I bet a lot of people wouldn't know going into it. um, Makes me realize that you shouldn't be afraid to do things just because they're not, they haven't been used in the songs you heard of. And because of that, I'm putting my score for Dead Don't Die at an 8.5 out of 10.
1: Understandable. I will be giving it an 8 out of 10. Interesting.
0: Um,
1: I will also do a quick comment that uh, it's kind of interesting that you bring that up because uh, there's a bunch of songs that I've listened to, um, you know, just in my lifetime where I will now hear certain words that I have not heard before the song. And um, of course, I'm forgetting them off the top of my head, but I'm going to credit most of them to Panic at the Disco, where I feel like they've used a bunch of big words that I didn't know at the time. And now every time I hear a word that I learned from their song, I automatically think about them music. And so maybe it's a good thing to put in something, some words that people don't know, because then forever they will associate that word with the song that they first heard it through.
0: Yes, I would agree with what you said. Uh, Same with Panic at the Disco. Top example for me, Uh, off the top of my head would be hopes. I was unfamiliar with what that word was before and I think you have a similar story, Uh, same song actually. I don't think you've ever heard the word high before.
1: What do you mean by that?
0: You're short. Anyway, time to move on to the next song. It is another interlude So we have standardized experiences, followed by America burning. Here we go. So before we
1: get to. Good job, Victor.
0: Shut it, Nicole. Nobody can see the screen share.
1: Vectors fighting with YouTube and advertisements because...
0: Because for some reason, when you put a playlist on, Chrome deteriorates as it goes on. I don't Imagine
1: using it. Chrome.
0: I'm not... What am I going to use? Microsoft Edge? No. Exactly. Anyway. I will say this before we even get to the interlude or the song. I've noticed between this and even with the motionless, uh, number one, that they put out a lyric video for every song, which I love, but I've never seen that really done before with albums. I've only seen like official audio or visualizers. Mm. To put out an actual lyric video for each one is very cool. And to see that two albums have done it, it's almost like they wanna make my job easier for editing. Anyway, I noticed there's a lot going on in a lot of these lyric videos there's just like so much coming at your face all at once Mm -hmm. and it's not really a big deal but for this one it was a little hard to take it all in like this one felt a little more dizzying than something like planet zero the planet zero's lyric video Mm -hmm. but that was just that's just um on the Uh, visual elements as a whole going back to standardized experiences it feels like all these interludes are a separate story from the album I see what they're doing and uh, they are pushing something hidden underneath all the tracks and they do fit to where they've been placed but it feels like they should be listened to separately one after the other without music in between. Mm-hmm. Especially since they all have that string of 80s Stranger Things
1: vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's true. And I I like how it's kind of like woven between the album though because I think the point of the interlude is it's trying to distract the listener from the meanings behind the lyrics of the songs interesting point mm -hmm. I feel like again going on that theme of like you're kind of on on like some sort of journey I feel like it's kind of like like if if the songs versus the interludes were like characters yeah it's like the, the protagonists are the, the actual band that's doing the singing of the, the songs right. and the interlude is kind of like the antagonist and the enemy kind of like distracting the listener from what's going on. And I feel like that's incredibly prominent during um, America Burning because that song... I was just going to say this song
0: specifically. Yeah,
1: is about, you know, the reality of like you know, the thought of the, like, American dream is kind of ironic because America doesn't seem to be as much of this amazing powerhouse as it likes to paint itself to be. There's a lot of, you know, the reality is there's a lot wrong. Right. At the country, no matter what your thoughts are on the country itself, you think that there's something going on because there's a lot. And I feel like it's almost like the interlude's kind of like, no, look the other way. Like there's this, this journey going on and everything's... I, I, I do see that now. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um, Just follow these instructions and exactly. you'll be okay. Yeah. I do want to
0: bring up something about the interlude because you showed me, while we were still doing the show live, you showed me an album and I forget the name of it, but it had really interesting interludes like this talking about like vision and sound and stuff like that. I forget the band or the name of the album. Is any of this ringing a bell?
1: Um, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking of How to Work a Room by Superette.
0: That is it. I believe that That's was exactly it. That's exactly what I'm mm-hmm. thinking of. I'm getting those vibes from it.
1: Mm-hmm. I was thinking that too. Because of
0: the weird voice and the, and what you mentioned now, the whole distraction angle that this mm-hmm. is taking, which is, which could be why, if you look at it now, it's the track listing goes intro, song, song, interlude, song, song, interlude, song, which is "America Burning," which we just listened to, and we have another interview interlude mm-hmm. right after this.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's all placed very strategically.
0: Yes, and track like, listing. Mm-hmm. I don't think people give enough credit to track listing. Mm-mm. And Adele mentioned this, um, not that I listen to Adele, that's not music, of course, cause there's no instruments, but Adele mentioned something or ch- uh, actually was an activist on something in where she got Spotify to remove the shuffle button on albums on Spotify. You could still shuffle an album if you would like, but that's mm-hmm. no longer the default setting. And her reason was oh we put the tracks in a specific order for a reason. Mm-hmm. And you can clearly see it here, like with what you just said with these interludes.
1: That's really interesting. Cause I, I believe I do remember that. And I don't think I realized the change cause I, I don't use Spotify that often, but I know when I used to, it just, it did kind of shuffle everything Right. Um, on their end that might be a strategic move of oh if you don't want to buy a, a premium version you have to listen to it on shuffle and you right. don't get the full experience um, but well I, they do that
0: with playlists I know
1: yes and that's why I usually use it on um, on, a, on a computer rather than on mobile because right. um, it does really take it away, Take like the experience is different, there's albums that I've listened to for years, um, you know. Example again, Panic at the Disco, their first album, of Phoebe Can't Sweat Out," is one of the songs that I know like the back of my hand. And then one time, I think I listened to it on shuffle, and it was kind of disorienting.
2: Right.
1: Um, but that's another album that also has an introduction and an intermission. So you know, if you start the album out with intermission, it's very off-putting. Right. Um, but no, th- there's there's a lot of thought that goes into something like that too. And um, that's why I'm glad that, you know, with this album and our previous reviews, we've paid attention to like, oh, like, you could tell when it's interesting when one song is, you know, you think it was placed like in a different spot or something like that.
0: Especially tracks Um, that bleed into each other.
1: And uh,
0: clearly track listing is very important because we just spent who knows how long talking about a 43 second interlude. We haven't even gotten (laughs) to the actual song yet. (laughs) But I will start off talking about America Burning with this. It is the red, white, and boom of this album so far. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you noticed that, but like in terms of just the instrumental tones, especially in the intro, very similar to Motionless in White's song. Mm -hmm. And also lyrics like, is this apocalypse now? relates to scoring the end of the earth as a whole and who doesn't love a parade with gasoline and grenades that that a line like that could easily have found its way into red white and boom by Motionless.
1: yeah i i completely agree um i feel like um you you said that this is they're like coming out of the pandemic album is that true? In a sense, um, mm-hmm.
0: I think less about the pandemic specifically, mm-hmm. more about everything just happening overall, and I yeah. think you can see it within this song specifically. Yes,
1: that that's exactly why I asked that, because I, I feel like there's, like, a depending on the artist, or just the person in general, there's a lot of negative sentiment towards like you know just the country overall and how everything in the in the pandemic was handled and just coming out of it there's just obviously we're in a very like you know
0: uncertain time.
1: uncertain times unprecedented there's a times. times there's a lot of tension yes uh in these past few years um you know just politically pandemic Yeah um and so um i thought it was interesting that it's it's pretty much the exact same vibe of the motionless song which you know isn't too different from the song america from many years ago yes. um so it is interesting that you know now we have you know it's it's not limited to one artist they share like exactly. similar yeah. sentiments of again like i i mentioned um You know, America kind of paints itself around the world as like this big powerhouse and, you know, the best country. Um, But then you have songs like this that are just like, you know, it's not necessarily the reality. And the truth is there's a lot darker.
0: Especially in this song specifically. This song specifically with the line, uh, paraphrasing because I don't remember it exactly, but um, it went like, you might be woke, but not awake.
1: I like it. I like that. I don't think I noticed that one.
0: Oh, it, it was uh, very much toward the beginning. Speaking mm-hmm. of the beginning, what, I, I don't know what instrument that was. I don't know if it felt like a fiddle or maybe a banjo, but this is going to sound weird, but I f- heard like Irish music almost. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but. I,
1: I would have to listen to it again. I do remember we we both like kind of made an expression yes. when we were watching the beginning yes. of it. Uh not not a bad one, but just like okay. An interesting
0: one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, um I have to listen to it again. Yeah, it felt I, I don't know if
0: Irish is the right word, but it felt like Irish or Celtic. And I only say that because I know there's another Shinedown song off their album Amaryllis, called I'm Not Alright, that gives me very similar vibes, for lack of a better word, with that air quotes irish
2: music
1: mm-hmm. okay i mean i've i don't know that song but i mean what you said the title is what
0: i'm not all right
1: okay well even that in itself if they're trying to you know tie that song into this one i think not, that would make sense maybe I but, but i don't, they I don't are, think but... they
0: are they they don't seem like they would be related all right yeah. I mean, a lot well, I... of this doesn't feel, like, related to anything. Like, a big thing with Motionless is a lot of songs had partners, for lack of a better word. So I was reading the Genius lyrics, um, and there was little blurbs of what Chris said about them. And uh, he said, like, oh, sign of life and cause of death are related. Werewolf and porcelain are related. And then mm-hmm. obviously Burned at Both Ends 2 to burn at Both Ends 1. But I I don't see a lot of this in this album for them. Mm -hmm. But final score, America Burning, 8 out of 10.
1: I am going to say my final thoughts are Happy 4th of July, question mark. It's a good day to be British. And I give this a 7 out of 10. I forgot
0: you're British. Your opinion doesn't matter on this song. Anyway... Moving on to our next interlude, and I'm interested to go into this one based off of what you've told me. Uh, We have our next interlude, Do Not Panic, followed by our next song, A Symptom of Human Being. I hate to admit it, Nicole, but you're definitely right. After viewing this interlude in the new context of what you've presented it very much is a distraction from the rest of the album. Although I still stand by what I think you, me and you both said, where a lot of these don't really line up with the song that comes after them. This one, although this one and the last one, I feel like were more exceptions because the final words of do not panic, the interlude word is just a symptom of being programmed. Mm-hmm. Which led into a symptom of being human beings. So you can you get that dichotomy there. Yes. And it's interesting because they're not contradicting these interludes. Shinedown is not contradicting the interview with most of the time with loud in your face stuff. Like they've done it. They have like Planet Zero, Dead Don't Die, America Burning, all that. But there's also they're combating a lot of these interludes with slower songs Mm -hmm. like it looking back on just their discography as a whole this album has a lot more slower songs slash ballads than I think any other Shinedown record has had which is interesting because in that interview I mentioned before of where Brent Smith was talking about the themes of this album he also mentioned that sonically they wanted to go back to earlier shinedown song uh earlier shinedown Mm sounding and i think they're doing this a little well but in a different context because of that because they have that slow song that abundance of slow songs i should say none of that related to the song at all i just wanted to put that out there thank you what did you think of the song because I have um, one note and one note
1: only, but I'll save it for later. Well, um, I, I really enjoyed how the interlude um, introduced the song. Yes. Um, I also, uh, my main note about that, um, of course, was the ending of it. But also, I liked the line was, uh, what you see is not reality, which further proves the idea of it's like, no, like everything that the band is saying and, and the ideas that they're introducing to you through their music, uh, don't pay attention to that. It's not real. Um, and definitely shows like, you know, how the interludes in itself as its own represents some sort of character. It's like, you know, don't pay attention to the meanings of the song.
0: Which is very interesting the way you worded that because in the past, outside of this album, rock and metal music has gotten that reputation of the, the like whatever this band is saying is don't don't listen to them it's bad it's whatever mm-hmm. and so it's interesting that you worded it like that i just wanted to bring that up because I, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's sure. what they were going for but it's i i noticed that connection between what you said
1: mm. i mean it's true in um Especially like the rock and rock related genres, there's a lot of times where people will just kind of uh, Assume that any You know music that's similar to that, especially the songs uh, Where there's like vocals that are screaming, they think like oh those lyrics can't be of any value
2: Right.
1: What a lot of people do is if there's songs that have screaming vocals, they will just assume That they're screaming about negativity or promoting, you know, bad things like drugs and drinking and stuff like that. And then there's obviously not the reality of it.
0: You often get, I will say two things. One, some people will just go as far as I can't understand them. They must not be talking about anything at all. mm
1: -hmm. And
0: also, I've noticed this. And a lot of people hate on the current Metal rock industry for this. A lot of hard rock and metal nowadays is a lot more about mental health. Mm-hmm. Like the pain okay. that maybe a singer would be going through. Mm-hmm. And there are bands like Citizen Soldier where they've made it that their entire mission to advocate for mental health awareness. Mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then, of course, every band has a couple songs where it's like, I feel like I'm dying, and all that. And it's, it is a interesting point that maybe we could talk about another time, because uh, there was this one YouTuber I watched, and he was ranking Albums of the Year. And a big point in a lot of things he says is, oh, it's all the woe is me stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. I... I... I before I heard that, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, but it's good music and it could be helpful. But now since he said that, I always find myself looking back and like, hmm, he is right. It is a lot of music. It's a lot of musical themes we hear today. But mm-hmm. that would not necessarily make it a bad thing. Did this have anything to do with the song that just played? I'm not sure.
1: Um... I don't know. But, um, definitely just like no it goes along with the with the interlude of what you see is not reality the the line that I was referencing where it's just like you some people just want you to look the other way because they make assumptions about the music in the same way that whatever the interlude represents just wants people to look away and be like like oh like they're just this, this is like rock music Nothing good could come out of it. Just look the other way, and everything exactly. will be fine. Um, and the line of of symptom of being programmed definitely gives off the vibe of whatever the interlude represents is just trying to um, program the audience as if they yes. were, you know, machines of just like no, think the other way. Um, and so I do really enjoy how the interlude introduced uh, the following song. Um, when I was listening to the lyrics, I was like, oh wait, like it's it's actually like pretty sweet song of saying like everyone has their own struggles and that's just a right. shared part of the human experience. Um, what I did like um, was that it was an, a pretty emotional song in its own way and they were not afraid to throw in like i what i described as funky language um in this song i'm sure we're thinking um, of the same thing i believe we are um and i will let you get to that because um, i believe what you're gonna reference i wrote down in quotes um, but another thing that I could say before we could say that is, um, I feel like it kind of belongs in a movie yes. of like this moment of like realization. Very
0: much it's... a song for a soundtrack. Yes,
1: mm-hmm. and um, I really liked the outro of it. I thought it was yes. very sweet and calm. And there's my thoughts on it.
0: Yes, and I only have one thing to say about symptom of being human. Lunatic ball. Bonus points, 9 out of 10.
1: I have lunatic ball written in quotes. It's the first thing that I have. Um, I will give this an 8.5 out of 10.
0: If I ever go back and try to graduate high school, that is my senior quote. But I think we have a while to get there. I still have to do 1st through 11th grade.
1: Good luck with that.
0: Yes, thank you. Anyway, moving on to the next song, which is a word that I've only heard recently, uh, as mentioned before, thanks to Panic at the Disco, Hope. I'm going to admit um, I missed most of that lyric video because I was looking something up that I wanted to talk about. Um, But I did notice this was the only lyric video that had the song credits.
1: I did was, as well.
0: Yeah, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, but what I was looking up was the fr- the meaning of the phrase, not a four-letter word, because I've heard that before, and I nev- I don't really underst- I never understood what it meant. Um, apparently, in the English language, a lot of swear words, uh, or what I like to call them, um, subtraction points, because they can't be played on the radio, words are four letters. Not going to give examples because i'm not going to say them um but yes so the meaning of blank is not a four-letter word is meaning like it's not a vulgar or censored word which was what they're saying here they're, they're basically saying here hope is not a bad thing which i thought was very hmm. cool um but i also felt this song really delivers on a song being titled hope i find it to be one of the most hopeful songs on this entire album yet another slow song too which was interesting Mm -hmm. a majority of this album so far has been on the slower side which is not a bad thing but it's interesting Mm -hmm. and also this along with daylight so far daylight being another single are probably the two songs i related to the most out of this album nine out of ten
1: mm. um i also noticed that this was another of like the, the more calm songs on the album um but i don't dislike it i again i feel like it matched the vibe of the lyrics um but i you know coming out coming into this only knowing the title track it wasn't really something that I was expecting but I am right. enjoying it. Um I would say that I do really like that um, this song is after the previous one, The Symptom of Being Human, because right. I feel like the, the lyrics of them kind of lead into in, to yes. one another in the sense of the previous song Mentions the struggle of like human experience and um, the things that they reference. It's kind of like the next ones, like, oh, well, what, what do you do? Like, how do you come out of that in a way? And I, I like that. It's kind of saying, you know, universally, humans experience struggles, but there's still hope for humanity. Um, And that's how I kind of interpreted the placement of those two songs. And I really enjoy that they were placed beside each other. It does
0: seem like they might share a connection in terms Mm -hmm. of placement and stuff.
1: Um, And I will give this one a 7 out of 10.
0: Fair enough. Moving on, uh, we're nearing the end of the album. We just passed the halfway mark. It is a 20-track album, including the interlude. So we have another interlude and a song... A more utopian future, followed by Clueless and Dramatic. You. Maybe I woke up on the wrong side of my luxurious king-sized bed this morning, but a lot of these lyric videos are hard to look at. They very much have a lot going on, and it is almost giving me a headache to stare at them for an extended period of time and trying to read the I think mm-hmm. if, there, if this was just a music video and this was the visuals for it, it would be fine. But the fact that I'm also trying to pick out these words in between this mess of stuff is making it a little headache-inducing. Mm-hmm. And that has nothing to do with the songs at all, but just the imagery they chose is, like I said, hard to look.
1: I mean, I feel like in itself, I, I mean, I definitely have to agree. Um, I suppose, if anything, it matches the vibe of the song very much. Because um, I feel like you you've commented on that mostly on the ones that are a little bit more like
0: the heavier songs, the yes.
1: heavier songs. Um, whereas like the more calm ones have like, you know, better readability. Um, so I think that, that was definitely a choice, but you know, in trying to pay attention to some of the lyrics, you know, it's, it's a lot going on for sure. Very much. Um,
0: they are, it doesn't seem like it, but they very much are balancing out, uh, the amount of heavy songs and the amount of slower songs. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten to a point in the album where I don't know what's next. Mm -hmm. Aside from the two other singles that we have yet to listen to, I never know what kind of song to expect next. Especially the ones after the interludes, because they've done both heavy and slower songs after interludes, which I find very nice because going off of your theory of distraction, they're using both violence for lack of a better words, to describe the heavy songs and peace in order to combat these automated messages going mm-hmm. off of that there's i've noticed a lot more heavier use in automated voices in songs in the past couple of years
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh we saw it with meltdown and Cyberhex for motionless and white but even before that uh bring me the horizon parasite eve had that too Mm -hmm. in the pre-chorus and uh, bringing the horizon again much longer ago but Mantra uh, did the same thing with Mm -hmm. Meltdown where the final word of the chorus was automated voice Um, but there seems, Mm -hmm. at least noticing a pattern, there seems to be more use of it nowadays
1: I think a lot of it is also the automated voices are also becoming kind of synonymous with um, some sort of like higher power or something right. trying to control others and just because um, it's so
0: lifeless that's mm-hmm. why it works so well
1: and the irony in that is like you know if if there's an, a robotic voice it's it feels like there's no meaning behind it and right. then it and that reminded me of kind of like leaders in a way, just like sending an automated message, it doesn't really have a lot of substance to it. Right. It um, reminds me of when I would get like a letter of some sort and you know how you're supposed to like say sincerely and then the mm-hmm. space and then the name and then the person signs it, but someone's signing one copy and then they photocopy it right. so that you get a photocopied signature it's almost in the same way in a strange way similar to like um you know oh we're gonna simply control these people let's right. just type some words into a computer and have some like robotic voice say it and then they'll believe it
0: i'm waiting um, for the day uh where we're listening where we're reacting to a song and there's an automated voice and it all it says is we've been trying to reach you about your cause extended warranty <laughs> and that's the course mm-hmm.
1: Maybe that's how the album will conclude. Maybe. That's what what it's all about. And I feel like
0: we've made a mistake combining the interludes with songs because we really do have a lot to talk about them because there is Mm -hmm. a much more deeper meaning within these interludes than I've noticed in other albums that Mm -hmm. have multiple interludes, which I find interesting.
1: I mean, in this one too, we're discovering... You know, so they, in the interlude, it immediately references Hope, which is the song before right. it. And then um, you notice now, because we, we referenced before that the interlude and the songs didn't really seem like they went together. And as the album progresses, they're becoming, you know, closer with one that, another that. because now the interlude is is referencing the previous song. So, again, if it's its own character, we know that, that it's paying attention to the activity of the band. Um, and so they're paying more attention to the messages that the band is promoting in the songs. And um, they're trying to like like change the thoughts of the audience, the same audience that the band is singing to. Right. And... What I like also is in the beginning of the song uh, Clueless and Dramatic is there's words like change the rules and think for yourself. And in that now, not only do we know that the, the voice of the interlude is paying attention to Shinedown, but the band is now paying attention to the interlude. Yes. So now the two are so closely connected and it definitely feels like a great progression of a story which I am so impressed about. I didn't doubt the band, but I didn't know coming into this that I, there would be this much bigger thing.
0: Very much, yeah. And this yeah. whole
1: story going along. And I definitely could see that the two are much closer connected.
0: Yes. And I noticed there were codes in this one, too. And I feel like at this point, they probably do mean something, and they're not just there for effect. Like, if you decoded them, they probably said something that was just a uh, little common I noticed, but another thing, uh, you won't know this because you don't listen to them much, but uh, one of the lines when something like staring down the barrel of a 45, which is a direct reference to their first album, almost word for word of the chorus of the song called 45. And I like when bands do this a lot. Ice Nine Kills um, in their 2018 album, The Silver Screen, during their song, Rocking the Boat, they worked in all their, all the titles of their previous albums, into the song, which I thought was cool. And we saw it a lot with Motionless and White's newest album. Um, stuff like Red, White, and Boom, they referenced mm-hmm. America with the line "Home and Free, Sick and Depraved," which was a line from the other one. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like when bands do this, but the thing is, you can't overdo it. You can't yes. reference something in enough songs and it reminds me of a song that i've been working on i'm not going to say the name of it but um where i'm shaping the lyrics around a lot of the sayings uh me and my friends have Mm. that's all i'm saying on that i don't want to give too much away
1: of course not um i enjoy that and i did too what i do like too is that you write when you try to push a reference to another song it could be really obvious and um like kind of takes away from the song um but that that's what I love about like I didn't know that reference and so if you're a listener of a band you notice little things like that and um I appreciate when artists do stuff like that but again not overdo it and I mean I again I don't Know as much, but I feel like they didn't because I I didn't notice that they were pushing something like that, which means that they did a good exactly. job. Final score. Um, give me a moment. What was what's yours? Did you Mine give it? Mine was
0: going to be an eight out of ten. Eight out of
1: ten. Um, I will give it. I'll give it a seven out of ten. Fair
0: enough. And our next song up is "Sure Is Fun," and if you think listening to us reacting to this album sure is fun too feel free to subscribe to our channel and also drop a like. It would help me out immensely and it also gives me motivation to continue dealing with Nicole.
1: Alright, I could take it.
0: Well that sure was fun. I rather enjoyed that song. It was a nice mix of playful, but at the same time, we're all going to die. I will say though, at the start of the song, I had to make sure nothing else was playing because the music and the melody of the lyrics almost didn't match. But that was just the verses, once the chorus hit, it. Felt more cohesive, and I'm not saying either one was bad. I like the music and I like the melody and the lyrics, but I they they felt disconnected to an extent.
1: Hmm. I I saw your face during that, and we you were like, you know, it seems like you were definitely questioning it a little bit, and um, I feel like again that's done on purpose because right. the beginning of it has you know kind of confusing messages. Of like you know wait what is what is the message of the song so far what are they trying to get at where when they begin the chorus they're kind of addressing that Um, like they're kind of hooking the listener with the beginning of like wait what's what's going on kind of thing Um, and I I liked that I think you just described it as like kind of playful I, I don't know how to really describe the the sound of the beginning of the song, but I really, really enjoyed it. It was yes. kind of fun. Um I think that was the point. Cause yeah, uh definitely. cause it's cause show sure is fun. Yeah, very tongue um, and cheap. Haha. Um, and um yeah I wrote funky sound. Um I enjoyed it.
0: I did too. We'll take off points for swearing words, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not as prevalent in this album as they were in Scoring the End of the Earth.
2: Mm-hmm. But they
0: are two from very it. different fans. And mm-hmm. I also say, visually, this is my favorite lyric video.
1: I liked it too. Yes, I liked it as well. It I didn't seem as, like, in your face. Yes, very um, much.
0: But also the music wasn't as in your face either.
1: Mm-hmm. But I, I like also, though, this one wasn't as slow. As yes. The slower songs on the album, but, but wasn't, wasn't
0: as fast, yeah. As the other song.
1: Um, so I really liked the, the playful balance of you know the album in this one song, yeah.
0: This, this was a very nice song, mm-hmm. and final scores. Um, unfortunately, because of swearing, I'm gonna have to knock it down. Six seems too low, let's make it a seven out of ten.
1: Well, then there's Nicole's scale of, it gets more points for swearing, so I will give it a 7.5. Okay. Honestly, though, I I would not give the song more points just for swearing. I did like, though, the, I felt like it it was an artistic choice where it it, it wasn't in your face. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't
0: overdone.
1: It would be really out of place at this point in the album for there to be just, like.
0: There's been a few instances, but overall they've been clean.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, Well,
2: sparkle.
0: moving on. Uh, the third single off the album we have right now is Daylight. It is amazing how a song can change when you're familiar with it. Mm-hmm. So this was a single released about a month ago before the album came out. But even before that, they played this live as a con- at the concert I went to. Almost as a apology for delaying the album. And it was weird because it was just a song to me totally new when they played it live. Then I heard it and it would still feel felt like a completely unknown song. But now after hearing it a bunch of times since then, I can follow the structure of the song. And it's almost a different experience than the first time I've heard it. Especially me who looks for the structure in the song, like burst, chorus, pre-chorus, what so forth. It's weird when you can pick that stuff out versus, oh, I'm hearing everything for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I've grown on this song. Like each song has not been per se the, I love it immediately. Kind of song it's the song that it's good and then a few listens later we're like okay i really like this song now and i really do like the song especially like i said before after hope this is the song i probably relate to most off the album since we've heard so far we still have three actual songs left and one of them is also a single but a line like it's amazing what the hard times can reveal who shows up who walks away and who's for real that's a nice, I, I really like that lyric because it is a very deep meaning that a lot of people can connect to.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. My main note was that this was definitely a very emotional song.
0: Yes. Um, it, it almost felt like a little disconnected from the album. It felt like a more personal song.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like how Wake Me Up When September Ends was disconnected from American Idiot as a mm-hmm. whole, that's what this song feels
1: like. hmm And, um, I also enjoyed, um, the tone of the song. Again, it was, like, it was on the slower side, right. but at the same time, it wasn't, like, oh, this is a slow song. Like, it had elements of, like, it was a little bit faster. Um, like, it definitely, it wasn't an aggressive It was far from like a more aggressive song, Um, and I I liked that it gave the vibes of it being like very genuine, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed it too.
0: 8 out of 10 for me.
1: I will give it a 7.5.
0: Okay, next up, we have another interlude and another song. This is a warning followed by the saints of violence and innuendo. I forgot to mention this last time, and so I'll say it here before I forget. Um, I mentioned before how one of the interludes, I believe it was the second one titled, Welcome, uh, is the song the band walked out to during their live performance. However, I think now it's a combination of all the interludes together that they walked out to, because I remember it being quite a long speech, but I'd also have to go back and see if that's true. Uh, that being said, it is still carrying that story of control that you mentioned before. Mm -hmm. And I'm not too sure of the connection between this is a warning and Saints of Violence and Innuendo. But that being said, I also know Saints of Violence and Innuendo more because it was the second single released. And so I know it, I know it lyrically by heart Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: I will say it's got a nasty guitar absolutely beautiful and also I don't know if you noticed this at the end of the second verse but he holds out those vote, those that note for at least like 7 to 10 seconds maybe
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I my only question is how bonus points for that because he does it different.
1: twice Feel different.
0: however Minus points for swearing, and I don't know if I should count them as 4 separate points attractions because it is technically the same line 4 times, at the same time it is there 4 times. Alas. But minus points nonetheless. 7.5 out of 10.
1: Well, I, again, think that the, the interlude, I mean, it's literally called this is a warning Right. It, it continues the story for sure. Um, I felt like this one was a little bit more like dancey than the other ones and like it did the music feel like itself that. was kind of upbeat, which is, you know, very contradictory to the words which are like, you know, we're gonna turn you over and we're gonna kill you if you don't yeah. comply. Um, but they play like very upbeat music to kind of mask the message of that. Um which again follows the theme um, of, so that in itself was very contradictory and I realized that even the phrase itself saints of violence is interesting because you know you Saints is like you know' this individuals that can do very much no yes. wrong and uh, then there's violence and this the opposite of it and so in that. I think, again, the band is addressing the voice of the interludes um, saying, you know, those in charge kind of think like they're doing what's right. And so they would think themselves to be saints and, you know, doing no wrong where they're actually advertently or inadvertently causing violence and harm to other people. Right. Um, And so I feel like that does connect the two um but it's just just further like the the band is responding to whatever power is in the interludes um speaking of which though they mentioned uh group in this song
2: yes and that quite a lot.
1: definitely reminded me of what's often mentioned uh double think in the book 1984 and this entire time i was thinking you know it's kind of like Big brother esque kind of voice, right. and we're watching over you, and we're going to make you think certain things, and you're going to comply to how we we want you to be. And if you don't, we're going to kill you. And so I think you know I wanted to mention that, but I didn't know if I should draw like a comparison between. I think it's a fair two. comparison. But I I was waiting for like oh is there going to be like the right moment? And I think in in the pairing. Of uh, these, these two songs, that was the, the perfect time to bring that up because it's it definitely is and again with the the dancing music like hey like just this is your your leader speaking, you know no big deal but if you don't pay attention and do what we want you to do, you're not gonna live much longer, and that's I, I will take what your word for book it. Too. Yes, mm-hmm. I
0: will take your word for it, though, because I've only read Animal Farm. I have not gotten around to 1984.
2: Mm.
1: I feel like there's a lot of elements of you know that you know just based overall on dystopian story. Yeah,
0: based on my understanding of what 1984 is, it, it, I am getting those kind of things.
1: Mm-hmm. Final score? We could give it an eight. Eight of ten.
0: Fair enough. Next up, Army of the Underappreciated. And I think these two songs might be connected just based on the similarity in their names. Mm. Now that's what I call Shine Down. Eight out of 10. I have nothing else to say.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I will say more than you um you kind of went into it thinking that it would be some sort of response to the previous song or at least you led me to believe that and i feel like it definitely was um but like the lyrics were a lot of like a message of not giving up or holding back um from the saints of violence that you know control um yes i really liked this song um it reminded me a little bit of a, a song Move by Pretty Vicious. Um, and I felt like there were a lot of elements of Green Day in that song. And I felt like okay. they were more like... This was more... I, I can't speak too much on the punk genre, but I felt like there were a lot more elements of punk in this song. I, I heard others. it
0: a little bit. I, I heard more... I attributed more to classic Shinedown than punk, but... Mm.
1: But that, I mean, you know more from that. Right, um, But that's some of the elements that I picked up on. I really enjoyed that. I will give that one an 8.5. Nice.
0: I, I will say this was another music, lyric video that was difficult to look at. Mm-hmm. The black and white and also flashing was, this probably was the hardest music video to watch. And this is, I'm sorry, lyric video, which is why I, and I've noticed that like Motionless Whitehead, had Cyberhex and Masterpiece. And I think that's it in terms of music videos. And I understand like these, they take a long time to make. I've made a few myself, but it is very hard to look at some of these lyric videos, which is why I enjoy music videos a little bit more. Cause there's that next level story element to it. And don't get me wrong. There can be lyric videos that tell a story, but these ones are very much just imagery to go along with the song. Mm-hmm. Nothing else to add? No. All right. Well, we have our final interlude and our final track delete followed by what you wanted to wrap up the album. Here we go. Such a shame. They got it wrong. It's full send, Nicole. Full send. Not wrong. But anyway, an interesting conclusion to the album.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I liked it. And Delete wrapped up the interlude storyline very well. Very video gamey this time in terms of the sound, mm-hmm. but also definitely wrapped it up. You showing like you can't leave. You're showing signs of free will, stuff like that. Those were all connected perfectly, and through multiple listens, I'm sure we can find how the songs connect to each specific interlude. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for agreeing.
1: <laughs> um I liked that the 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 interlude as well. Um you know when they said like signs of I liked that they they mentioned that signs of free will means dysfunction um which is ironic but again showing that you know whoever that is doesn't You know, really want the best for the audience and wants them to believe in that. Um, And then, so the end of Delete, so the voice kept repeating the word delete, but Mm -hmm. it kind of sounded like it was fading away or malfunctioning. Yes. um, Which kind of led me to believe that maybe the antagonist didn't necessarily win um that would be a then, good message yes and i felt like uh what you wanted is well first of all they this they repeat the word goodbye and i thought that was it's just like wow this is really like they're again paying attention to the storyline and they're wrapping up a story
2: right
1: by doing that um and then of course there's lines like keep the fantasy moving Um, Hope you enjoyed the ride, which was just completely, you know, brings back all of our points earlier. You're
0: specifically, yes.
1: Yeah, well, it's like you're on this journey of like, oh, just keep listening to who's in charge and then everything will be okay. But um, that's why like the word fantasy is also part of it where, you know, again, whoever Interlude represents is trying to keep up this illusion Of like, everything's fine, just follow our our rules. And the band is like, not quite. And so in calling it a fantasy, they're showing that exactly. Um, I also liked that this song was not incredibly slow.
0: Yes, but it Um, wasn't incredibly
1: heavy. It was not. And another one of those songs that's like a balance between the two. Um, And to conclude an album with that kind of vibe, I really enjoyed because I there's a too. lot of albums where uh, many that aren't necessarily conceptual, or like like they don't have like stories to go along with right. it. They just put oh we did a slow song and we'll put it at the end. It's still really good, but I kind of like that they did not do that. Yes, you end it with an aggressive song for a album that is such a balance between the two. Would have like I I felt like it wouldn't have matched the vibe as much as. What
0: they did end up doing. So I, yeah. I liked that they chose that. Definitely. I liked it too. The chorus itself, specifically the lyrics of goodbye, so long, see you later, goodnight, or whatever it said. Mm-hmm. It said exactly that, actually. Uh, Ooh, reminded so. me a lot of the Sound of Music song. I forget exactly what it was. But yes. when they say goodbye in all those languages, mm-hmm. felt very reminiscent of that. And the line, The Revolution is Live, um, is interesting because that was the name of their tour uh, earlier this year, the one I got to go to with The Pretty Reckless and Diamante. Mm. And so to see where this is where that stemmed from or vice versa was very interesting. Overall, though, uh, this song specifically a 6 out of 10.
1: I'd have to agree with that one. A 6.
0: And... Moving on to our final thoughts on the album, I very much enjoyed it. I did too, and I think I enjoyed it a lot more once you pointed out that the interludes had a purpose in what they were saying and how mm-hmm. they contradicted the actual songs on the album. I think once I noted, once I looked at it at it from that perspective. I understood the album more
1: because mm-hmm. there, there's a lot happening that's a lot bigger than just much, the yes. music in itself so I'm glad that I I've, you know looked at it from that perspective yeah.
0: on the other hand I'm not a I like slow songs but I prefer a lot more heavier songs guitars and stuff and all that uh, just a little bit more so the fact that there were so many slow songs here uh, first impression wise hurts the final score of the album overall just a little bit but I'm sure through repeated listens I'll grow into that.
1: Mm-hmm. That's understandable.
0: Yeah. Any other final thoughts for you?
1: Um, I don't know. I think you wrapped it up nicely. Um, this is the first, uh, Down album that I've listened to through, I don't know too much of the music, but... That's lame. I really... Shush.
0: No.
1: Anyway, I enjoyed that I had the chance to really sit down and absorb this, the album as a whole. And, um, you know, I do appreciate albums that have storylines that go along with them. Very
0: much. They are some of my favourite
1: albums. Mm -hmm. And I felt like they intertwine them really beautifully. And I like that you could feel the progression of it throughout the album and it didn't feel pushed. I felt like it was kind of just an effortless, like, oh, these two things are happening happening simultaneously and then they as the album goes on, they're closer and closer in relation. And uh, I really appreciate that.
0: Same here. Final score, six, sorry, 7.65 out of 10.
1: Why oh, is so that specific? How do you calculate that?
0: Min- all those swearing points.
1: Oh, of course. Yes. I will be giving it a seven out of 10. It's my score.
0: Sounds good. Well, everyone, if you enjoyed this video, just like Sign Down said, be sure to like it and subscribe and let us know what you thought of this album down in the comments below and we will be back with more heavy is the crown content see you later everyone